BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Hop slow, hands off to Yo. Yo back and score. Another end one opportunity. Yoli Childs. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Tonight, BYU Cougars in sunny San Diego to face the San Diego State Aztecs. And BYU's looking to bounce back from one of the toughest ways to lose a game. They were beat by UNLV 92-90 in overtime with a buzzer-beater three-point shot. BYU had a one-point lead with 14 seconds left, but as time expired, the three-point heave from Noah Robotham hit nothing but net. And this was the case in losses to Illinois State and Weber State. UNLV was unconscious from the perimeter, hitting 13 threes. Now, BYU connected on only five, but the damage was done. The Cougar starters did play well in that game. Yoli scored 25 points. TJ Haas and Jashir Hardnett each had 19. Zach Selyus added 10, and Connor Harding chipped in with five. BYU now 8-5, and five, has had a week to put that all behind them, reset, recalibrate and get ready for another Mountain West Conference team in the San Diego State Aztecs. Now, the Cougars and Aztecs haven't played each other since 2014 when San Diego State beat BYU in the Maui Invitational. The Cougars, however, have won three in a row at Viejas Arena, so we definitely have that going for us. Cougars right now 6-4 and four overall, 4-1 four and one at home. That lone home loss, by the way, came to the hands, came at the hands of another WCC team. Their crosstown foes, the San Diego Toreros. The Aztecs are led by point guard Devin Watson. Cougars, though, familiar with him because he's a former San Francisco Don. He leads the team in scoring at 16 points per game. And one thing to pay attention to with this Aztec team, this is a team with size. That's something BYU will definitely need to contend with. And rebounding, as it usually is, will certainly be a key tonight because of that size. For more on tonight's matchup against San Diego State, I talked with associate head coach Tim Lacombe. I know that uh, losing any time is a tough one, but to lose at the buzzer the way you guys did, how have the guys bounced back this week in preparation for San Diego State? Uh, the group's really resilient, and um, you know I think that uh, initially the you know the hurt kind of lasted a day or so, and uh, by the time we got back in here, we took Monday off because of finals. So by the time we got back in here Tuesday and started prepping for um, this weekend, the guys have been. Great, you know the attitude is awesome, and uh, there there's a you know a resolve to try to fix some things that maybe didn't go as well, um, you know, in the last game. Um, but more more than anything, I think just the guys are excited to play again and, and get back out there and compete. What are those areas that uh, that you guys feel need tweaks? Um, you know, I think one thing that's been kind of a common denominator in the games we've lost is uh, we've certainly lost the three-point battle, um, three-point line, and I think that that's something, you know, as we watched on film, uh, the UNLV game, it's not so much, um, you know, the ones that, like the last one that was really well contested, but it's kind of ones earlier in the game that maybe guys are uh, maybe just missing assignments or not being as close as they should be. Uh, so it's just kind of trying to, you know, reinforce uh, the fact that that's one area right now that we, we've got to do a better job uh uh, getting the three-point shots, and then um, you know the the size that we put out there on the floor sometimes is difficult, uh, and so we have to we have to rebound the ball better. 
um, many chances in that UNLV game to kind of pull away if we could get a stop and a rebound, <clears throat> and we just didn't. So uh, those two areas are probably the things that we're focused on more than anything. You mentioned finals a second ago. I've got to imagine this is a fairly unique time of year because you've obviously got games to prepare for, and there's practices, and then there's finals, and then it's the holidays on top of it. How do you guys approach weeks like this? Because they are unique. They are unique, and, and the guys are here um, you know, first and foremost to get an education. And so uh, we just try to, uh, you know, try to be as consistent as we can with getting them the days off and the time they need. Um, we schedule their finals and get that all that done. Um, and then this game, this week, we, we will travel to San Diego, and then the guys will actually, after the game, we'll kind of send them home. So they'll depart from San Diego to their homes. Uh, and then we'll all get back here on the 26th. So really you just have to co- kind of co- compartmentalize the whole thing. Um, you know, when it's time to, to work, really work hard. And then when there are times to go study and take tests to do that. And then, you know, obviously the time that they're going to have with their families, which is really important. And so they're all going to get home and get some time with their families. And then we'll get back here and, and kind of tackle the second half of the season. Old home week continues in the Mountain West Conference with another former conference foe. What are your thoughts on this Aztec team you guys will face? As always, really, really talented. Um, you know, they've got a they've got a point guard who actually was in our league. Um, and Devin Watson was at San Francisco, so we we very familiar with him. He's a really good player, probably their their player that makes them go. Uh, but they just got really good size. They're very versatile. They're very athletic. Um, they get after you defensively, like always. Um, and then, you know, again, I mentioned rebounding earlier, but that's a huge key with San Diego State is, you know, you got to get them to miss and you got to get the rebound. That's always been the case. And so um, those things kind of, st- you know, are the things that stand out. The, the atmosphere will be awesome. You know, I'm sure the people will be really excited to have BYU in their building again. Um, and so the energy and emotion and passion in the building will be great. And uh, we just look forward to the opportunity to go down there and compete. I realize it's been much longer than just this aspect of it. But when I think of BYU and San Diego State, I think of Jimmer, I think of Kawhi, I think of those battles. When you think of that matchup over the years, is there anything that stands out to you? Um, You know, it's probably those two, uh, the two games we played them. uh, Well, we played them three. The two games that stand out to me are the games, you know, down in San Diego when we were both ranked in the top 10. And our guys just went out and and basically put on an unbelievable performance. Uh, It was an early morning game on a Sunday, or excuse me, on a Saturday and uh, we, we got in there, I think the game was at 11 o'clock, nationally televised. We got in there and won, and, man, it was an awesome day. Uh, the rest of the day to, to uh, be in San Diego, fly home, you know, have all that time to enjoy it. Uh, and then the game here, uh, I think it was the game that the crowd stormed the floor yeah. and kind of got Jimmer boxed in against the <laughs> scores table. Um, those things, you know, really – to be able to be a part of those things were, were incredible, and, and those are the things that kind of stand out. So final thing then, in terms of this year's Aztec team, what will be important for you guys to focus on in this specific matchup? We've got to do a good job of, of executing our offense, not turning the ball over. They really thrive on turnovers um, and turnovers for scores. You know, they, they love to turn you over and go score it. Uh, and then, so we got to execute offensively, and then we've got to do a great job on the boards. I mean, we've got to... To give ourselves a chance, we have to play really good defense uh, for the for the duration of the clock. And when the ball's shot, we all have to be very, very disciplined to go get uh, a hit on someone and, and then track down the ball. Um, I think those two things, turnovers and offensive rebounds, 
you know, at the end of the game will probably tell a lot of the tale. Tim, appreciate the time. Good luck in uh, Southern California. Thank you so much. There we go. Thanks to Tim Lacombe for taking a few minutes, getting us ready for BYU and the Aztecs. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, we will head to Viejas Arena for our courtside courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in just a moment. You're listening to BYU basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network this is Cooper pregame live on the new skin BYU Sports Network Hope your Saturday is going well. Welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. Jason Shepard with you in our BYU Radio Studios in sunny Provo, Utah. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant joining us from sunny San Diego. Little known fact, Mark, founded by the Germans. How are you doing this fine afternoon? Gut. Sehr gut. Sehr gut. Well done. Well done. Look at that. On the fly. I love it. So... BYU, I, this, this is the psychology of basketball that I want to ask you about. We've talked many, many times about bouncing back from a loss. And BYU's five straight games away from Provo began with a gut punch with the loss at the buzzer to UNLV. How difficult does it get to have to bounce back from a game like that? A super, super hard. I mean, I'm a old broadcaster guy and i was like feeling that for a couple days i mean like i said before i mean i've lost enough games to not let it get me too down but that one was like man that one hurt and uh i mean i'm listen it's not a huge deal but it can be i mean i, I go back to that delavadova dagger i don't think byu ever really recovered from that shot i mean it, it hurt them going forward and so you know, you, what you'd like to do is just get it get it out of your mouth, get that taste out of your mouth, have a nice win here today, play well, and then you forget about it. But, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that maybe it carries over and you're late, maybe you, you lose another one like that. And you're like, oh, man, we're just jinxed. And Anyway, I, I don't want to put too much into it, but that that's real hard psychologically on a team to play so well, get back in the game, have the lead, yep. look like you're going to win the game. And then just, I mean, it was really like you talk about Vegas, like getting – punched by mike tyson right face man i was like really that's how we're gonna lose this game but uh, you know it was exciting fun game but man i tell you what that 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 hurt me as much as any game i can remember in a long time do you have any theories as to why teams who don't shoot the ball or shoot free throws very well seem to be playing above themselves against the Cougars? Because it's it, it would be very easy for somebody to say, oh, well, the reason they're hitting the shots is because the defense. Well, the defense isn't always bad. These guys are just, for some reason, hitting shots that they haven't made at any point in the season. Or a, a player that's a 60% free throw shooter is shooting 90%. How can you explain that? Because it's happening to BYU a lot. Yeah, well, I think there's a couple of reasons. I mean, things like free throws, uh, who knows about that, other than to say if, you're, if your team's shooting well and you're knocking down threes, the free throw seems a little bit easier. And, and you get a little bit of a lead, and, it's, and the pressure's off your free throws. But, but really it's about, and, and, 
you know, obviously say, well, man, we hit a team that was just hot that night. What, what can you do about that? And uh, But it seems to happen, like you said, more to BYU than to most teams. So why does it happen? Well, one is a team like UNLV is on a three-game losing streak, a big game for them. You get BYU, they're, they're up for that game. They're ready to go, hit a couple shots, and they're feeling good about themselves. Weber State, same way. So you really have to match that intensity right off the bat. You have to really want these games because the other team sure as heck does. And the, the other thing I would say is BYU's man-to-man defense is, in my view, extremely poor. I was hoping it wouldn't be. Uh, at times they're okay. But what happens, uh, let's say, let's take the UNLV game. You come out in man-to-man and uh, you get beat off the dribble, which everybody comes to help. Uh, this team overhelps way too much. You got guys on the far side of the court, in the middle of the paint, overhelping. You cannot help more than you can afford to get back to your man and contest the shot. So the whole team's overhelping. So you get the, the, the guy beats his man from the perimeter. He gets in the paint. Then all it's just like a big, huge black hole. Every sucks in that defense. Then it's just a kick-out open three. So my first looks in a game are wide open threes. And even a shooter like me, I hit that first one, man, I'm thinking – this is my night. I'm going to have a big one. <laughs> I didn't have many, but I had a couple. And, and and so if I get an uncontested shot, even if I'm shooting 24%, I'm going to make that most of the time. And then it's my night. And you saw it at UNLV. You saw it at Weber. So the key is to really contest those first couple shots because then they're thinking, man, I, it's just I'm not feeling it. I, I, you know, I missed, I missed that one bad. And then it's in your head a little bit. Those first few positions, we talk about it for BYU. When they hit their first couple, Zach Selyus hits the first three. Oh, this is a good night. Nick Emery comes in, hits a three. Oh, we're, we're feeling it tonight. And and then it carries over, and, and the whole team starts feeling that way. And I, I think that's really what it is. So whether it's staying with your man and letting teams get a few more layups and not helping so much you can guard the three or going to that zone, I think in my professional quote-unquote opinion, I, I think with BYU's the, the, the standard BYU athlete you get, I think they should play a lot more zone. And you could see how effective that zone was. A lot of people say, well, can't play the zone because then you're going to have even more three-pointers. To me, that's absolutely incorrect. You can play zones that you can more than adequately guard the three. And and, and especially when you've got really great athletes on the guard line, they're going to break you down. Uh, that's going to take away that dribble penetration. UNLV was a completely different team once that zone started. And that's how BYU got back into the game. So if you're going to play, now you don't have to do that against every team, but if you're playing against a team with good size, really athletic guards, why not play a zone? Contest the threes, really stretch out the zone. Maybe you get beat on some rebounds and some dribble penetration, but make them hit contested threes and, and do it quickly and early so they're missing some shots right off the bat so it's not going to be their night. You know what I mean? Of course you do. Blast from the Mountain West Conference past. I, I, I can't help but think of Jimmer and Kawhi Leonard battles when I think of these two. And I realize that the series has gone a lot longer than just that, that couple of years. But that's what initially comes to my mind when I think of these two teams. What comes to your mind when you think of the, the BYU versus San Diego State rivalries? Certainly that's the latest and greatest. But let me, let me take you back in the Mark Durant time machine here. i got Greg. He's listening intently because he really gets interested when I tell stories <laughs> like this. Uh, I'm driving by, uh, well, first of all, watching the games. I'm watching Danny Ainge and Michael Cage, Tony Gwynn playing in some games. Michael Cage, wow. Great, fantastic games. I mean, those were good, good teams. And then I go to when I played, and I drove by the, I think it's the San Diego Civic Center, the old old arena there down towards SeaWorld. 
and, and I was telling my kids, yeah, your dad played in that gym, made two free throws in the last minute to seal the win. They looked at me just like I was, you know, just their idol. San Diego Sports Arena. San Diego Sports Arena, that's right. And uh, so so I got that, and then watching these games over the years, and, and then, I mean, it really was the, the – the whipped cream on top of it all. I was watching those Kawhi Jimmer got maybe the greatest BYU player ever against the greatest San Diego State player ever. Top ten teams battling. I mean, that was as good as it gets. And and uh, and BYU won a couple of those, so that was a lot of fun too. But anyway, uh, all that goes into this, and it, it it was part of the reason I wasn't so sad about leaving the conference. But I really liked the the traditional rivalries, mm-hmm. even even the UTEPs of the world. I mean, we, that was a big rivalry back in the day. And, so it's been fun to play UNLV and now San Diego State. And, uh, again, I think this is going to be a game like we saw last week, and it may come down to the wire. But it's fun to be back in this arena watching uh, BYU and San Diego State play again. Yeah. And, Shep, yes. Shep, a little, little trivia here for Mark. Okay. Remember the name of the, the arena, the gym in which you played uh, the San Diego State games here? It was a, a it, it made West Coast Conference gyms look great, but I can't remember the name of the Peter, arena. Peterson Gym. Peterson Gym. It, yeah. I mean, it was it was the uh, – it was like St. It was St. Mary's, basically. Yeah, you had yeah. the walls at the right, end and right. a couple bleachers on the side. Yeah. Yep. Look at that. I love this. And I love this rivalry. <laughs> I love having these. It's it's almost, it's very comforting that BYU is playing UNLV and BYU is playing San Diego State. There's just something that just feels right about that because we were so used to having these types of battles in, in basketball for so long. What do you see in this year's Aztec team? Well, good, good shooters. Um, obviously, you just look at them, you're like, oh, man, here we go again. They're tall. They shoot 41% from the three. It's weird because they shoot about 10 percentage points higher than BYU from the three, but mm-hmm. BYU shoots a better field goal percentage number. So what we're going to see is basically UNLV from last week, although that was a huge surprise that they shot that well because they're a terrible three-point shooting team. <laughs> San Diego, they're actually that good. So, I mean, it may be a similar type of game where – they're going to make a lot of threes, and BYU is going to have to shoot really great inside. It would certainly be nice if BYU could knock down some threes as well. But, but they're a good three-point shooting team, athletic. Uh, I think, like Coach Cone talks about, they like to turn you over. They got really good, experienced guard line. Uh, so, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll see. They're they're certainly uh, vulnerable. Uh, San Diego San Diego came in here, got them pretty good, and they haven't been great this year by any means, but. Uh, here in this building against BYU, again, expect their best game, and so you better be ready for a fight. Well, with that in mind, our good friends at Kingarf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Mark, what are your keys to tonight's game? Well, I, I think Yoli needs to have a big game. Uh, he was really good at times against UNLV and not good at times. I mean, when he, he, was, he was not playing well at times in that game, and that's how UNLV got their lead. He needs to be a consistent presence on the floor and then i think i think for me byu needs to make eight or nine threes i think if they can do that they're going to win this game i think this is a game where nick emery could uh, prove to be uh, a big factor i look for i look for nick emery to have a big game tonight anybody that you expect beyond maybe obviously yoli or tj who who've been there consistently anybody you expect to have a good game in a matchup like this i got a feeling for connor harding at some point i mean he plays really good uh, what, what I what I think he's going to get a lot better at is his three-point shot. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good three-point shooter, and he has not really been good from three. But I think he's going to kind of – he's more comfortable. He's getting a lot of time. He's going to be the open guy a lot of times. And I, I think it, eventually he's going to make like four or five three-pointers in a game. Hopefully it's today. And, Shep, uh, maybe it's the weekend of Zach. Oh, yes. You know, 
Zach Wilson, maybe Zach Selyus. I yeah. brought that up with Dave, and he says, hey, if Zach Selyus can go 18 for 18, we're going to be in good shape. <laughs> yeah, I, I think anybody <laughs> will take that one, certainly. Hey, uh, I, I know that the students aren't there, but uh, how many people are dressed up as missionaries? Do we have anybody like that? Yeah, oh, got, yeah. I mean, we got a handful. <laughs> we mean, got bike helmets. We got name tags. <laughs> yeah. it's like, I, All right. I thought that was kind of old yeah. when they did it when I played. And there's the, it's still, it just can't give it up. No, nope, no. Nope. There we go. Guys, great job as always, Mark. Thank you. Greg, thank you. We'll hear oh, both you know. of you coming up in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. There we yeah. go. Our courtside conversation with Mark Durant and a special guest appearance from Greg Rubel. You'll hear both those guys coming up in a second. After a quick timeout, We've got a lot of stuff going on today. We've got college basketball scores to let you know about. We've got college football bowl games on this Saturday afternoon. We've even got NFL games. Lots to get to, and we'll get to all of it on the other side. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. BYU San Diego State coming your way in about 35 minutes. Uh, across town, at least from where I am, over in Orem, UVU beat Sam Houston State 85-79. That game was a final uh, as of about 15 minutes ago. Top 25 college basketball, number 7 Auburn has just defeated Murray State 93-88. to First half action, number 22 Indiana leading Jacksonville 18-16. And at the half, number 19 Kentucky with a lead over number 9 North Carolina 40 to 31. Other WCC games going on right now. Ten and a half minutes to go in the second half. San Francisco leading Stanford 48 to 33. UC Riverside on top of LMU by 8 49 41. Seven minutes to go in that one. A couple of finals in the conference. Boise State defeats Pacific 83 71. And how about this? Western Kentucky takes down St. Mary's 71 to 68. In uh, college football, bowl games, it's, uh, this is a blowout. You thought BYU and Western Michigan was a blowout. Check out this one. This is the Armed Forces Bowl. Army leading Houston 63-7, to and there's still 10 and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Also uh, in the NFL, Redskins at the Tennessee Titans. Washington with a 13-9 lead with just under a minute to go in the third quarter. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to get you to Viejas Arena in San Diego, California for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The coaches show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Viejas Arena on the campus of San Diego State University. As tonight, for the first time in almost eight years, the BYU Cougars visit Viejas for a road court meeting with the Aztecs of SDSU. I'm Greg Grubel with you for tonight's play-by-play. Joined courtside by the former BYU hoopster and social media icon of today, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, we have a lot of memories in this building. From the first regular season game we ever called together, to the throes of Jimmer Mania and one of the biggest wins in Cougar Hoops history. And it's good to be back, actually, for a game that uh, could carry a, a lot of weight as the Cougars try to put together a postseason portfolio. Yeah, I mean, I think they really need this, Greg. I mean, obviously a lot of things can happen, but they've had a lot of chances and really have not capitalized on them. I mean, Utah State game was a good win, Utah, of course, but yeah, they got to really start getting some wins here. Then you're in conference, and you really have to be playing at your best. So 
this is a good place to get it started. We, the, the last memory you and I have here was one of the greatest memories yeah. we've ever had. I mean, what a, an amazing game. What a performance from BYU Jimmer. And every real, everyone really, Brandon and, and Jackson, and that whole team, they just played one of the best games I think I've ever seen BYU yeah. play. And uh, so here we go. And I, it's, it's a good weekend so far. The boys played great yesterday. I listened to you and uh, Mark at SeaWorld. I'm sitting there watching Shamu listening to the game at SeaWorld, Greg. And, Mark never sounded better, by the way. What what a what a great uh, great man he is. Great career doing that, and uh, I just want to be like him someday. But anyway, this let's continue this great weekend. We're running out of chances here. You got to get some of these. Got another one next week, but uh, this is fun to be back in Vias. Coming up next, the pregame word from BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Viejas Arena in San Diego, California on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Getting you set for BYU in San Diego State from here at Viejas Arena. BYU 8-5 on the season. Aztecs 6-4. BYU's last game was that gut punch setback at UNLV one week ago. SDSU's been off for 10 days since defeating a Division II foe by 53 in their last game before finals. Uh, time now for my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And Coach Rose's guys also coming off of finals week. But the tests continue and on the road, too, as tonight uh, BYU plays the second of five consecutive games away from home against an old conference rival in the front end of a two-game home-and-home series that will continue next season at the Marriott Center. Yeah, this is... Uh... It, it, it kind of seems like yesterday, actually. Now you walk in and getting ready to play here in VA House Arena. But I, uh, I, I know it's new for our guys, and uh, I think that uh, um, you know this is a, a good team. They've had you know a couple of losses that uh, are real close, kind of like us. And uh, I, I expect a really competitive, good game here. It's, it's after finals; their finals are done, and these guys are. Kids are waiting to, to go home to Christmas, but I, I hopefully we got a good focus, a good determination, and uh, uh, we can get real good execution here today. You talk about how it all comes back and walking up and driving up to the building. I even flash back to 2001 NCAA tournament in this building. Right, we played Cincinnati in here, yeah. and uh, you know, it was when Bobby Huggins was yeah. you know coaching at Cincinnati. So we, there's a lot of history in this. We 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 actually BYU opened this arena, the very first game that was played here. Peterson Gym is still right across the street, and that's where all the games were played, uh, you know, in the old whack. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we played that first game here. Fred Trinkle was the coach at, uh, yeah. at, at uh, of San Diego State, and we got a big win, so I do remember that. A lot of big wins here. This year's San Diego State team shooting the three ball really well, which isn't always their uh, their hallmark. Well, you know, I, I will tell you this, that the, this team looks very similar to the teams we played, but they, they are. They're, they're, they're a little more skilled, I think. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say that, you know, they have a team that's more skilled than Kawhi Leonard when you watch Kawhi play every night, you know, and how skilled he's become as a player. But Devin Watson is their point guard, and he shoots seven threes, uh, averages seven threes a, a game. And uh, he, he's a guy that kind of really makes him go. He played at San Francisco his freshman year and was – a big score over there and then transferred here and has had a, a nice career here. But, uh, um, you know, I, I really think this is this game's going to come down to McDaniels and Mitchell, these big guys that 
uh, can take you out on the perimeter, and, and, and they've got a skill set on the perimeter, but they're just really good around the basket, really long, athletic, quick jumpers. Um, and so we're going to have to, you know, deal with all that. It, you know, they, people ask me if it reminds me of the UNLV team last year, uh, last week, but I think UNLV is probably a little bit bigger and more physical. This team's a lot more skilled, I think. They've got this kind of the same size and length. They just don't have uh, – you know, they're just not physically as big as, as, as Vegas was. And they, and they you know, killed us on the board. So that's what we're going to have to really do. we got to – we got to be able to rebound. First of all, I got to get the, sh- the guys to miss the shot, and then we got to we got to get that rebound, track it down. Yeah, historically, with these guys, you always used to worry about second chance. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a, you know, I, I think you know, Brian still has a lot of obviously he coached with, with with Coach Fisher for forty some odd years, and so at Michigan and uh, and here, so there's a lot of uh, you know Coach Fisher's personality and and also his uh, you know just his DNA in his game. You got through finals week. Uh, how did Jashir get through wisdom teeth? Yeah, he's actually doing really well. Uh, I think he, um, first two days were really rough, but uh, he's had two good practices. So hopefully, the, you know, he'll be able to get out here tonight and really be aggressive. Uh, worried a little bit about maybe his conditioning, his, his, his win, because he missed a couple days. But uh, um, hopefully that uh, we'll get a really good game out of him. You good to go with your regular starting five then tonight? Yeah, we're going to start with uh, this group and – uh, and you know, rebounding is 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 a, is a big key. We're a little bit undersized here, and and we can't expect Yo to get every defensive rebound. He's doing a heck of a job. He's getting a lot of them, and uh, I think he leads the league in in defensive rebounding. And and but uh, we'll need to give him some real help. And you know, Connor's been a really good rebounder for us. Didn't get any the other night at UNLV, and so hopefully we can challenge Connor and Zach and and Nick and and uh, TJ. You know, those those guards need to come down and and rebound for us. And so uh, hopefully we'll have a, a lot of crooked numbers in that defensive <laughs> rebounding column. You know, before we go, maybe we can talk about uh, just want to congratulate Kalani and oh, his yeah. guys. My goodness gracious, what a what a great performance, yeah. you know, yesterday. And I had a chance to actually watch the second half on the flight down here. And, uh, you know, Zach Wilson had a heck of a game. And just it's, it's just great uh, for that program and the momentum. Uh, and I think everybody will really, really be excited about this next football game on the schedule because we all know who we're playing right, and right. be four months from now, and hopefully you know, we'll get this thing rolling again. And maybe, uh, maybe your Zach will have as good a game as, uh, yeah. as football Zach. 18 so. for 18 would yeah. be nice. Yeah, let's <laughs> see if we can pull that off. <laughs> all right, good luck today. We'll talk to you post-game. All right, thanks a lot. All right, that is BYU head coach Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated with over 50 years' experience in Utah. Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. This has been the, the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, Cougar Tip-Off Show, coming up next as we roll on from San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Radio. Talk about good. Hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU's year-ending road swing continues on the California coast as this evening the Cougars visit San Diego State for their first meeting since a get-together more than four years ago in Maui. 
Craig Grubel and Mark Durant with you for tonight's call. Our statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Jason Shepard is our studio host. Our control board operator is Nathan Israelson. And our coordinating producer is Terry South. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air, we are live on BYU Radio 89.1 FM HD2 and KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are streaming on BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com slash live radio. In addition to the BYU Radio and the BYU Cougars apps, archives of today's game can be heard commercial break free at BYURadio.org on the BYU Radio app as well and the new BYU Men's Basketball Podcast. Well, we're almost at the halfway point now of the regular season, close to it, and I really hate to say it, but uh, 12 games in, we may have to come to the conclusion that this season's BYU team just may not be the three-point team I thought they could and would be. The Cougars are shooting 30% from the arc, and while I still expect that uh, as Nick Emery plays more, that number can go up, the fact remains that BYU is the worst shooting three-point team in the West Coast Conference. Now, it's in a conference where I think BYU's going to have to be good, obviously, to, to have any shot at the NCAA tournament. Mark, BYU doesn't have to be the league's best three-point team, but you can't be the, the last. <laughs> My dad talks about his mission to England. He said that was the, the greatest average missionary England ever had. I mean, BYU just needs to be average. And, and you know, that Mendoza line for me is about 30%. If you're below that, you're a terrible three-point shooting team. BYU just barely squeaking over that. I'm not expecting BYU to shoot. 40, 45%, which is a really good three-point shooting team. I just like to be mid-30s, and that's a couple threes a game. That can make all the difference for BYU, and that's with TJ shooting the lights out from three. He's been great. Yep. So what does that tell you about the rest of the team where they're at? I mean, just terrible, terrible. Jasheer, for instance, he's so good. I love him on the floor, but if he if he can't make a three, it just really handcuffs you, and, and maybe you have to play Nick Emery more, but no one is great shakes except for maybe TJ. And Zach's been pretty good at times, but uh, yeah, I mean, you said it, Greg. Uh, you know, BYU's going to get, we all know this, This is they're going to get certain athletes, okay? And if you're if you're not going to out-athleticize a team, I don't know if that makes sense, but you're going to have to do other things really good. And one thing you ought to be able to do good is shoot the three. But like you said, we'll take just a couple more games, get up around 35%, and they'll think they'll win a lot of games with that number. Well, BYU's three-point proficiency will be underscored this evening, we would think, because San Diego State, is 12th nationally from the arc. The Aztecs shooting 54% from deep over the last two games and over 40% from the arc on the year. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from San Diego State assistant coach Dave Velasquez as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from Viejas Arena on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. We've got BYU at San Diego State coming up just after the top of the hour here at Viejas Arena. It's a late afternoon affair here in America's finest city to which BYU will return in just under two months to face the team across the freeway, San Diego, who came in here and got a road win against the Aztecs just uh, 17 days ago. They're looking good, the Toreros, that is. <laughs> Earlier... And this evening, in fact, about uh, 45 minutes ago, I spoke with SDSU assistant coach Dave Velasquez about a 6-4 and four record for his team through 10 games and just how close the Aztecs might be to figuring some things out and getting on a roll. I think that's a great question. I think that's what we're trying to figure out as a team, as a staff, as a program, is what kind of team do we have this year? And we've shown 
flashes of really good offense, you know, and we went, we lost to University of San Diego at home, and we lost the game, we felt, because our defense was solid, didn't rebound very well, but offensively, we just didn't share the ball enough, didn't move the ball enough, took too many hard shots, so we went up to Cal, and we had one of our best offensive performances we've ever had in San Diego State history, and unfortunately, Cal had the same type of night for them offensively, we didn't do a good job taking away the three. And uh, they, they played a great game, and unfortunately we lost both those games for two completely different reasons, which lends itself to the question you asked, right. where are we as a team? And tonight's going to be a big test for us because tonight's going to hopefully show what we've worked on for the past uh, 10 days uh, to get ready for this game. And uh, we're excited to see what the, what the Cougars are all about and what we're all about. San Diego State's never been known as one of the top perimeter teams offensively in the country, but three-point shot has been a staple of the offense this year. Yeah, we have really good shooters, and, and it's not it's not a surprise to us because we know who these kids are from when we recruited them out of high school, and uh, these guys have been shooters. These guys have been scorers their entire careers, and I think for the most part, our guys offensively have really been playing like we practice, and they shoot the ball really well in practice, which gives them confidence to shoot the ball really well in games, and for the most part, not every game, but for the most part, we've done a really good job of taking and making the right shots. Somebody we knew pretty well from his days at USF is Devin Watson. Has yeah. he been everything you hoped he'd be for you guys? He has. Devin is a gifted scorer. But just to see the maturity level of Devin, of who he was as a player at University of San Francisco, to when we even got him as a person off the floor, to see his growth on and off the floor has been exceptional. And he's a good, he's a really good scoring point guard. Yeah. And uh, this year he's done a, a better job of getting more people involved. And tonight will be a challenge because BYU knows he can't score from the days of guarding him at University of San Francisco and obviously seeing the film and the numbers he's put up this year. What do you expect out of the Cougs? And what does this game mean to you guys and uh, the SDSU community, if you will? You know, we played Duke this year. And so I, I, I don't want to overemphasize how good Chi, Yoli Childs and, and Haas are, but to us as a coaching staff, they're as hard to defend as anyone we played this year. And I don't want to kind of have to compare, and we played really good teams this year. Right, right. But what Childs and how Childs and Haas play and how the group plays around them, it makes it very difficult to not – some teams you can go and say, we're going to stop their best – you can't stop either guy. You just have to contain them. You have to make life hard on them. You have to make sure that you make them defend as well as, you know, they. you got to make it their shots on offense difficult. But they are two of the best players we will have defended all year. Good to have this game back in this building. We're very excited to have this game back in the building. But as a coach, and I've been here 17 years <laughs> – I definitely know that no matter what happens today, when we play, I believe, the second week of November in 2019, it's going to be a heck of a game. And it's a really, you know, both programs have so much respect for each other behind the scenes. And, you know, I was just out recruiting with uh, Lee Kamard, and we went through all the old oh, yeah. stories of when, you know, when he was in college and I was in college. And it was, uh, it's, it's been a really fun atmosphere and, and a fun battles between both programs, but it's also really fun for the fans. and. I, to be honest, as a coach, BYU's got the best of us from what I can remember, especially in this building. But, you know, beat them a couple times on neutral right. floors, Mount West, and then the Maui, Maui the crazy Maui game. Right. So, again, I get the chills even thinking about the great games that BYU and San Diego State have played over the years. And this is not going to be any different. And the next time we see, see them next out in Provo, we expect the same. Well, coach Velasquez, thanks for the preview, and we will see you at the Marriott Center next year. Thank you. Look forward to it. All right, that is Dave Velasquez, San Diego State assistant coach. Time now for tonight's edition of You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. 
Here's your BYU basketball trivia question. The last time BYU played here in this building, it was a meeting of two top ten teams, and BYU won 80-67 to behind 25 points from Jimmer Fredette. One of his teammates had a near double-double, 18 points, 9 rebounds to help BYU seal the deal in San Diego. Who was that mystery player? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and San Diego State straight ahead. First up, the answer in this evening's You Be the Judge segment brought to you by Legally Mine. And here is tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. The last time that BYU played here in this building, I can't believe it's been almost eight years, but it was. It was a meeting of two top ten teams, and BYU won that game 80-67 to behind 25 points from Jimmer Fredette. One of his teammates, though, had a near double-double. 18 points, 9 rebounds to help BYU seal the deal in San Diego. Who is or was that player? I feel like you're trying to trick me. No, I would I never feel, do that. I feel because you're, you're trying to get me to say Brandon Davies or Jackson Emmer. I'm going with Noah Hartsock. Charles Abuo. Remember when Charles banked the three from the corner? <laughs> and I knew it was going to be BYU's night when yeah, that happened. Yeah. Charles Abuo, man. I, dude, I'm saying, think about that team. See, so you, 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 you just, so Jimmer, Jax, Brandon, Noah, you just named four real, and then you had a fifth great, Charles Abuo. What a team that was. What a team. Yeah, well, uh, like I said, one of the best wins ever in the history of BYU basketball, followed by just a devastating weekend when we learned Brandon was done for the season and right before the postseason. But, I um, mean, that was a killer, obviously, but just a great, great game, great feeling coming out of that one. But that is one of, one of the most euphoric <laughs> experiences we've ever had. Oh. This building was packed. It was coast-to-coast on network TV. I mean, it, it was, was two top ten teams. There was so much on the top line. Top five teams, really. I mean, what yeah. was the settings there, like three? They, I mean, they were all around there, but still, it was just amazing. Now, I, I floated out of here that day. It was it was amazing, the experience and the uh, ambiance in the building on that afternoon. All right, that's You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mind. Closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show coming up next, live from Vieja Serena in San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. Well, one of the hallmarks of uh, the BYU basketball teams in the Dave Rose era is the ability to win away from home. And, uh, Mark, right now, BYU's on a four-game true away losing skid. And BYU has only two more chances in this calendar year to get an away win today here at San Diego State. And next Saturday, an even tougher challenge in Starkville against nationally ranked Mississippi State. And uh, winning away from home gets you into the postseason at a place you want to be. And the Cougars are still looking for that first true away win of this season. Yeah, got to figure it out because you're going to go on the road in conference. And you mentioned San Diego earlier. San Francisco is amazing. And, I mean, it's going to be a whole different thing for BYU in conference. And they're going to have to win on the road. But, but you're right, Greg. I mean, this is a unique environment. You don't play in it a lot at BYU anymore, uh, preseason on the road. It's tough to win. I'm a guy that gives the home team plus 10. I mean, I, 
if you're going to beat San Diego, you've got to beat them by 11 points when they're on their home floor. And so we'll, we'll see how be all you can do. But it's, I mean, it's a whole different world when you're playing in this type of environment. And sometimes it takes a few minutes to get used to. That's what we, you and I used to always be worried about when we'd come here, except for that Jimmer game. Yeah. Could BYU be in the game after five minutes? Uh, if they can, they're going to be fine. If not, it could be a long night because they get dunks and the crowd goes crazy and they get excited and then you're down by 15 points. And we'll assess the Cougars' resiliency again because the last game they played was a gut punch of a loss at UNLV. The way they took that L after coming back from down 17 to lead, you want to finish it off, and it didn't happen that night. I'm, st- I'm still rattled about that. <laughs> I mean, I go back to uh, talk about San Diego State. You mentioned his coach mentioned the game in Maui. That was a killer game, <laughs> a double overtime, and I got like a handful of games that I blame on the refs. You know, <laughs> refs can be bad, but they don't lose the game for you. But a handful, that was one of them. That was James Harden's step back before James Harden. I yeah, mean, that, that was that, ridiculous. That, that was Akeel Quinn on the travel three without a dribble. <laughs> yeah, oh, that helped yeah. do BYU in that day. All right, uh, BYU and San Diego State. We'll get starting lineups for you in the opening tip coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Viejas Arena in San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.